Varieties and varietals and cultivars? Oh my! Varieties, varietals, and cultivars? Oh my! Varieties and varietals and cultivars? Oh my! Varieties, varietals, and cultivars? Oh my! Varieties, varietals, and cultivars? Oh my! <laughs> oh man. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and you're listening to Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Coffee 101 is your one-stop shop for every single thing you need to know about coffee. It goes in chronological order, and we are building from the ground up. Season 1 is all about seed to shelf. And we finished last episode discussing some of the basics around varieties, varietals, and cultivars. Oh my. And on the episode today, I continue that conversation with my friends Stefan and Steph as we go into the actual details of different varieties and really for you one-on-oneers out there what that means in your cup. So, hope you enjoy the show today. All right, so Tipica, uh, spelled T-Y-P-I-C-A, and honestly, until I looked it up a little bit, I always just called it Tipica. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of your typical or your predictable, uh, it, it, it is what you think about when you think about coffee because it is the predominant taste of coffee because as we alluded to earlier, um, it was the variety that went out to Yemen yep. and then from there went out to it's everywhere. kind of like the great-great-grandfather of coffee varieties, basically. Yep, exactly. Um, and when we talk about the actual um flavor profile there is some sweetness there with body and there is a little bit of a floral to that um you know interestingly kona coffee out of hawaii Mm -hmm. and jamaican blue mountain are most likely tipica um but they have great marketing oh yeah great marketing so i honestly have never have i don't know if either of y'all have had i i actually have never had Kona coffee, and I, but I have had Blue Mountain. Yep, so I'm uh, the opposite. I've had I've had Kona. Okay, I've had Blue Mountain. Well, and I'm not even convinced that what I had was Blue Mountain. Um, <laughs> but they when when I went there, they said it was Blue Mountain. I don't know, Steph. Have you tried either of those? I don't think I've tried either one of those. Um, they talked about it at that convention that we went to, um, that meetup in New Orleans, but I don't think I got to try any or anything like that. Yep. And um, with Tipica, it does make a good specialty coffee, um, but it's not the best out there as far as flavor profile goes. Uh, But it is probably the highest produced and consumed of the varieties of Arabica. All right, on to the next one. Bourbon. One of y'all want to? Just I don't know, Kenneth, you, you've been doing a pretty good job yeah, on, but, on talking through our research here. Yeah, so. yeah, but I don't like being the one that, that does all the talking. I like for y'all to talk to. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Go Come for on, it. Steph, go for it. 
And then in contrast, we've got Bourbon, which is named after that island that it was discovered on over near Madagascar. And now it's named, and it's spelled like Reunion. Am I saying that right? Well, so the, okay, so the island was, um, was Reunion. And, and mm-hmm. like people, people who are more fancy than me say, say it way different than that. It's like Reunion. Or Reunion. Something, yeah, something. <laughs> Yeah, something like that, but I just can't <laughs> compel myself to say that, so I say reunion. Um, but yes, sounds like I'm trying that, so hard if I say reunion. Yeah, like people <laughs> like roll it out there, like uh, like it just like it it's comes. Probably easy. some French influence in there, I would say. Yeah, there's no it French in, like in this it. body right here. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so yes, yeah, so the island originally was Bourbon, and uh, now it is. Reunion. Reunion. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say reunion. Okay. Reunion. Y'all are just gonna, ha- y'all you know are just gonna have to get over it. Okay? <laughs> we are the Go plain folk. We will call it reunion. <laughs> yeah. So it. Um. And and yes. Yeah. We'll just we'll just keep it there. Okay. So and it was it's, the same the same coffee beans that were sent to Martinique, right? That were sent also yes. um, to Bourbon Island Bourbon, or reunion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And yes, that's, that's right. Bourbon is just a different mutation of Tipica. Correct. And it, it's got those sweet notes. You've got milk chocolate, and then there's the fruit, kind of like stone fruit. Add a little caramel in it, and it sounds like yeah. a dessert, honestly. Uh, but it's got that less of that floral note that we were looking at whenever um, we were talking about the Martinique. Talking about Tipica. Yep. Yeah. And it's just more productive and makes more so that's why it's so popular like we were talking about plants producing more so it's more popular because farmers can send it out to more places and get more for their buck as far as that's concerned and then it started getting planted everywhere starting at brazil and then everywhere else and it's isn't it like the second most common variety that there is out there it is and so um you're correct so it it produces more bourbon produces more than typica and so all of it and and it was a natural mutation on reunion island or bourbon island and um because it produced more then all of a sudden i mean with farmers you're always looking at margins you know mm-hmm. and you're looking at okay even if it even if it produces five or ten percent more in a lot of these countries that we're talking about, which we have talked about on uh, the Coffee 101 podcast, they it, it's not like the U.S. Um, you know, it's it's they are scraping by a lot of the time. So if they can get 10% more yield, then they're going to switch out their, you know, agricultural product. As they should. All right, let's, let's talk about, again, let me be, humble or humble let me be humble and say i used to call this margagype that's what that's what i thought it was i, I thought it margohipe i yeah it's margohipe it's, it's margohipe 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 come on and i mean it just never dawned on me reunion uh, yeah margogripe yeah, or Margo whatever, Gipe. Margo Gipe, whatever. <laughs> it never dawned on me that i mean this is like you know totally like self-centered of me like you know I'm, I'm assuming all these words are english words which they're not so is we're going to talk about margo hipe so margo hipe is a village in brazil 
and there was a natural mutation of Tipica there that occurred, and it made everything bigger, like the tree this itself, the leaves, the have y'all ever had a have y'all ever had a variety like a margarita? Okay, I I have. I mean, Brazil's Brazil's pretty big too, so I mean, yeah. So of course, yeah. There you go. <laughs> have you ever had stuff? Yes, actually, yeah. Okay, so the bean. I mean, even if you don't. Even if even if you don't have another coffee bean to compare it to, you can immediately tell that it is a bigger, it's a bigger bean. And so, like the flies happens. down in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things. It tastes very similar to Tipica. You know, the only big difference is that that size. Um, you know, some people call it, uh, or originally and indigenously, some people call it an elephant bean. Um, the only difference is it might have a little bit of a spicier undertone. Otherwise, it tastes just like Tipica. And, uh, you know, another interesting thing to me as a roaster is uh, you have to roast that differently mm-hmm. because you are trying to roast, or at least I try to roast all of the bean as evenly as possible. Right. And if there's more surface area. If there's more surface area yeah. and there's 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 more distance mm. for the heat to transfer yep. all the way to the middle of the bean, then it means, you know, I've got to do something like, for example, roast it a little longer um, and lower to get it, yep. you know, through there. So, anyway, interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to talk about Katura. Yeah, Katura, this is, I, I really like Katura. Yeah, this is one that a lot yeah. of people will have had, whether they yep. know it or not. Yeah, it's a, it's a natural mutation on Bourbon from Reunion. Uh, <laughs> or Reunion. Um, it, you know, it kind of happened in, in Brazil, in the area that is Katura. Um, it, the only real change is, is, the, is the internodal distance, as you were kind of explaining earlier, on the actual plant itself. So it made it more compact, more like a bush, you know, shorter to the ground. But otherwise, it's pretty much exactly the same as Bourbon. It is a lot more productive because it is more compact. As, as we were talking about earlier, obviously, you can fit more on that uh, as the internodal distance is, is closer. Uh, and you can plant more in an area because, again, it's more like bush-like. Uh, and it, it's very similar flavors. You still have some medium acidity and uh, a low to medium body, and you still got some of that milk chocolate kind of notes to it as well. Yes. It's, it's a pretty common, yes, I so think it's pretty common coffee. Yes, yeah, so very similar to bourbon as far as, as taste, but... More productive because yep. the only thing that they saw really with Katura as far as a mutation, and we're talking about natural genetic mutations, is the internodal distance. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you can produce more and you can actually, like the, the person who's picking it can access more of the plant as right. opposed to if it's this like 10, 15 foot tall thing. Yep. Um and so anyway, that goes back to like where is it being planted and how's it being cultivated? Is it you know is it being picked by mechanical stuff? Is it right. hand picked? And so obviously in those areas where it's hand picked or on a hilly you know hilly side, uh, as opposed to maybe flat ground, the the katura is easier. Obviously. All right, let's talk about pacas. So pacas is a natural mutation again of bourbon and was discovered by the Pacas family in El Salvador in 1949. And interestingly, similar to Katura in that it's low-growing, bush-like, tastes like bourbon, uh, one interesting twist is it's super fruity, which is kind of cool. Um, 
Have y'all ever had just we, I've had Pacamara. I don't know if I I've had straight up Pacas. I don't I don't believe I so. Don't I'm trying so. to again yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain on at least not recently. It probably yeah. could have been at some point, but pretty yeah, sure I haven't had anything yeah. now. And now super and fruity, is, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. And there's a lot of coffee period that comes out of El Salvador, but there's also specifically a lot of good coffee that comes out of El Salvador. So um, there's a chance, there's a good chance that we have tasted it before yeah. and we just might not have realized and a, it. And a blend too. There's, you know, right. Yeah. Because a lot of, even some of the specialty bags are, are not going to say the varieties um, that are there. I'm so used to, I used to always say the word varietal, um, but that's but I, I've got to get used to saying the word variety. Varieties. Yeah. Okay. Villa Sarchi is bushy, like Katura. Again, a natural mutation of Bourbon. So so far we haven't talked about any cultivars, and tastes like Bourbon. And this one originated in Costa Rica, which is kind of cool. I'm about to throw a. Cultivar at y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one hundred and one ers. This is your f- first cultivar that we're going to talk about. Uh, Sarchimore is a cross breeding of Villa Sarchi and Timor. Oh, well, let's let's before we even talk about Sarchimore, let's talk about the Timor uh, hybrid. This one, this one is interesting. So it was found. Can y'all obviously guess where it was found? On the island of Timor. Yeah. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. So, so you know. At least you can pronounce that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Timor, Timor. Yep, exactly. Um, so, you know, when in doubt, it's either named after the area where it came mm-hmm. from or the family. You'll see some that are from the family. Um, so, Timor is was found in the 1940s, Indonesian island of Timor. And this is where something crazy happened. This is where something that should not happen happened. It is a cross between Caffea Arabica, which is a, specifically it was a typica variety of Caffea Arabica, and Caffea Canifora, which we know as Robusta, um, which is the stuff that you have. It goes uh, back to a different species, because again, you have Arabica. Yes. And Robusta. Yes. So this is like, I don't, somebody technical out there is probably going to like call me out on this, but this is technically (laughs) like a, like a cat breeding with a dog. Yeah. And it working. Like. Cat dog. Yes. That, that is the Timor hybrid. There was only one. So that works. Yes. That analogy works. Well, and so here's the thing is that Canifora or Robusta is very heat tolerant, very uh, disease resistant, um, but as we know, it tastes like, you know, yep. junk. Um, it's probably the easiest <laughs> Definitely way to inferior. say. Yep. Yep. Uh, compared to arabica, and um, so this was in the nineteen forties, fifties, sixties, and if you remember from our history. Uh, podcast show we talked about this is when people were using their percolators and coffee was over extracted yeah it was nice pre-ground and put into a nice brick and you yeah. got it at your supermarket with your yeah 
radioactive resistant baked beans and everything. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. And so one thing we didn't talk about in that history podcast, but that but that is compounded is all of a sudden there's there's this you know, it it's uh disease resistant, very hardy, low maintenance, this Arabica and Robusta hybrid called the Timor hybrid. And so it was planted everywhere. And so all of a sudden you have you have where you had a maybe decent coffee, you've got bad coffee now. Yeah. And you and you're per, you're putting it through a percolator. Which is even worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. And okay. All right. Let me tell you something else that's fascinating is per capita or like on average per person in the US there was more coffee drank in mid-1950s than ever before in history, including today. Hmm. <laughs> and it was terrible. So you're saying I shouldn't take that nice, washed Ethiopian that I have at home and run it through the percolator from, no. the, from the attic? No, okay. no, no. Because it make it taste terrible, probably. No, don't do that. So I have no idea why there were so many that drank coffee then when it was so terrible. Maybe maybe we'll get up to uh, – we'll catch up and we'll beat them here in the next, next couple of decades. So anyway, that is – the Timor hybrid. So let's jump back to our first cultivar that we were going to talk about here, which is Sarchimor. And it's a crossbreed between Villa Sarchi and Timor. Um, and this was, uh, this, this originated in uh, Costa Rica. And that's really all I have on that. I have never had Sarchimor. And I, I honestly... I mean, no offense to the Timor uh, team out there, but, like, I just I don't have any desire to have any variety that has Timor in it or has Robusta in it. Yeah. What do y'all think? Not a fan of the idea. Uh, <laughs> might be one of those things where someone would have to dare me or something like that, you know? Maybe even a double dog dare. And I would try it. Double dog, yep. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm kind of go the other direction. I'm gonna say you know there there's been oh, some. Oh no, you're curious about it, aren't you? Yes, the, <laughs> yes. And you know there's some other other podcasts and some other you know coffee people that I listen to, and that you know there's some some robusta stuff going around right now, and there there could be you know something worth. Are you tasting. saying there's like a comeback coming or something that we need to know about uh, or? I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but it's definitely a you know, be interesting to put it on a tasting at a you know in the R and D lab on a tasting table somewhere and cup it. All right. Well, when you do that, you need to let us know how that goes. Yeah. So what the one oneers can't see is is me like just shaking my head the whole time <laughs> that you're talking, and me trying to convince uh, him to actually go try it, so I don't have that's to. That's right. Yeah. I'm just I, not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too biased, but I'm just. Not we'll going. say as as we keep going down, we get closer to some cultivars. I'm seeing one or two down there that I really enjoy. Yep, so, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. So it's a long one, but stick with us, guys. This is important information. It's not super long. We're getting there, and y'all are enjoying <laughs> this. Trust me. As you can see, these varieties get us excited. One that I particularly like is SL28. Umble Coffee has a single origin coffee from Zambia called Upper 90 that has SL28 as one of its main two varieties. 
If you haven't tried it, go to the website and check it out. Details are in the show notes, or you can just go to humblecoffee.com. Now, let's get back to talking about coffee varieties. We might even talk about something called whoosh whoosh. All right, so, Catamore. Now, don't look don't look at our notes. I don't want the two of y'all to cheat. What do you think Catamore came from? What two, what two did, uh, and again, this is another cultivar, um, what two are, are, I guess, bred would be the best way to say this. I'm sure Timor did it. Yeah, I yeah, bet it starts with a C and a T there, Kenneth. All right, so what's the other one that we've already talked Katora. about? Katora. Yeah, Katora. Katora. Look That's at right. that. Steph- Look Steph- at Steph- y'all. Thank you See, very much. And the one-on-oneers <laughs> out there, we're giving you the tricks to where even if you're not 100% sure what the variety is yeah. on the bag, correct, you might have an Make idea an where it came guess. from. So, yes. So, Katura and Timor. And, you know, this was because Timor wasn't great. I mean, it planted well. It was low maintenance, produced well. Um, but... Yeah, that was about it. So they did this to see if they could get a little more of that um, flavor back. And if you remember 101ers, Katura was easier to pick and uh, was more productive. So that's kind of the direction that we're still going. Um, This is in the 50s and 60s. And when we talked about our, when we had the history show, we talked about this was an era of production like the goal from the industrial revolution on through uh, i'm gonna say even the maybe 1980s 1990s um was production i mean that's that's just basically what it boils down to so catamore i have had several several coffees with catamore in there especially out of central and south america how about y'all yeah oh yeah um, around here, actually, a couple weeks ago, we did a coffee tasting at a local coffee shop, and uh, they were talking about Catamore, and it was in multiple bags that they had. Yeah, now you can roll in there, and, and like, you know what they talk about. Oh, I already pretended I knew things. Like, everything that you like, guys have really? taught me, I threw all that vocabulary out. I looked cool, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, you look cool without it, but that, like, makes you, like, <laughs> capital cool. There we go. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is Mundo Novo, and this is a cross between Tipica and Bourbon. Um, so do either of y'all have any experience with that one? I know I've had it, but I don't remember off the top of my head the taste. Not I. Nope. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I, I don't know, I just kind of go back to my, I have my five or six that I like to rotate between, and I branch out occasionally. But Okay, so let's talk about Catawai. So this is one that you're going to see. Um, you're going to see fairly often. Uh, it's a Brazilian cross between Mundo Nuovo and Katura. It is very sweet and fruity, and um, that sweetness comes from the Mundo Nuovo, which is originally from the Tipica side of that. Um, and you can even get some savoriness in there. Like, uh, like to me, I would describe it as like a tomato soup. Type, <laughs> which is a good, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good. It doesn't look good on a bag, correct? But it's a good like flavor note to no, me, no. and and it sounds weird. 
in that there is bad vegetable, you know, vegetal, yeah. vegetal yeah. taste. But you know, a a uh, stewed tomato, yeah, sounds weird. But if you get it in the if you're if you're cupping it, it actually it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And see, to me, like the the gradation is like a raw tomato, a stewed tomato, tomato soup. Like Correct. as far as like like yeah, it, it goes from agree. yep from worst to to best. Okay, I know this is one that Stefan has been uh, no. looking at. I know, and I he love. Is, he is ready, and I'm going to let you talk about this one yeah. because this is one Correct. that should excite every coffee person in there. Correct. I mean, out there, and and they're thinking, oh, he's going to say Gesha. We're not yeah. to Gesha yet, okay? No. What you got? Well, I mean, this is definitely different from all the other ones. Yeah, sort of. It is a cultivar. You know, it is a cultivar. It and it, it the name is different than any of the other ones. It doesn't necessarily relate to the island that it's from or the no. family. Well, I guess technically maybe if you could say family, but not from the farmer that created it. Maybe, uh, but it is SL twenty eight. So uh, SL, I guess I guess you could say stands for something. It does stand for Scott's Lab, which was an agricultural um, kind of genetics lab. Uh, and SL stands for Scott's lab. It was developed in the 1930s. It's kind of a cross between heirloom coffee variety in Sudan. It was drought resistant, of uh, the Bourbon strand. Uh, and it's definitely prized for its flavor profile. Uh, it kind of has some of that black currant, uh, and some other flavor notes, um, that you may get some plum, some raspberry. It's definitely juicy, definitely found in Kenya. Um, which is one of my favorite places uh, for coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so definitely complex balance. It's definitely got a, a great body, um, generally pretty fruity, uh, kind of a juicy mouthfeel. Like I could sit here and talk about SL28. Yeah. I really like have, – Steph, have you have you had any SL28 that you know of? Uh, not that I know of, but it sounds like I need to. Probably have. Stefan's ranting yeah. and raving about it. Yeah. Yeah, so um they don't know necessarily always put SL28 on the side of a bag and say here you go. <laughs> yeah. But, well, it does sound but, like something in someone's vial in the yeah. lab somewhere. Correct. It, yeah. Like what else would they put on a bag to indicate yeah. that that's what it is? Yeah. Probably just Kenyan. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, if you've had anything from Kenya, there's a good chance, chance. that you had some SL28 yeah. if it was mm. specialty grade. And oh, and wow. even if it was if it was a blend or something like that from Kenya most likely for sure. And I'm going to I'm going to tell uh y'all a little tidbit fact that that I don't think either of you know is the Zambian coffee oh. that Humble Coffee has mm-hmm. uh one of the two main varieties is SL28. Ah, um, so I have. Haha. Yes, you have. Yeah. So and so it is not the main variety that you see out of Zambia, but this specific farm, that is one of their two main, um, you know, varieties that they use. And so that, to me, is part of why it tastes as good as it does. So I'd highly suggest if someone really wants to try SL28, go to HumbleCoffee.com. Go to HumbleCoffee.com, yeah. get some Zambia coffee. Not only because it's unique because it's from Zambia, yeah, but there's also a good story behind it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's a giving back coffee. Um, helps a uh, Christian-based orphanage there as far as supporting um, what they're doing. And um, to give complete kudos uh, to some other great roasters out there, um, the probably the best Kenyan that I have ever had uh, was from Onyx Coffee Lab out of Bentonville, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. 
It's a, so if anybody ever has a chance, I don't know if it has a specific name, but it is, they have a Kenyan coffee that is, um, that is in their usual rotation. Let's say I just got, just got some Onyx in the other day. I like to order from various roasters and some, you know, some people from all over and uh, just got a little variety pack in the other day. I should probably go check it out. I haven't, haven't busted it open yet. Check it out. If it's, if it's the one that I'm thinking about, um, it's probably the best uh, Kenyan that I've ever had. And, and and part of the reason is, and I know we're getting off on a tangent. We'll, <laughs> we'll jump back here in a second. Part of the reason is they did such a good job balancing the uh, sweetness um, in the coffee. You know, yeah. so a lot of Kenyans tend to, if you roast them too light, are what we call fruit bombs. Oh, yeah. Um and uh, this one is not. It's got it's got that uh, that classic black current, uh, which is which we see in SL twenty eight, and SL thirty four is another one from Scott Labs. Yeah, I guess twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, thirty four didn't. Yeah, and then they're like boom, like, thirty four. Yep. that's legit. Yep. So it's like Tom Sadison, he found how many ways not to make a light bulb. So I guess they found. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or like uh, Dave Matthews, he had. Uh, it was, there's a song, uh, number 41, you know, I think it's 41. It might be 42. No, it's 41, 41, because it's the 41st song that we wrote. That's a, um, that's a, uh, Tim Reynolds impression there. I, I was about to say, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the guys from Dave Matthews. Okay. Uh, so SL 34 is, uh, very similar to SL 28, um, as far as like its flavor profile and stuff like that. Uh, if you are going to cup it, which uh, 101ers out there, follow the episodes. We'll explain more what cupping is, but it's just a, uh, a way that we taste and taste coffee as far as quality goes. But SL34 is probably going to cup at a lower score than SL28 most of the time, but they're both very good, like much better than a lot of the variety, varieties that we've been talking about. I like I like 34 as well because it def- like uh, like we've said or in, in our notes here definitely it has you know a clean um, kind of acidic does kind of have some of that maybe that tomato that that good veggie type notes to it so it's definitely a little different than SL28 and there could be reasons why SL28 ranks higher than 34 but I think there is some merit to 34 as well yeah all right Pacamara. Um, I know I've had that one. Yep. I'm guessing, Stefan, you've had that one? Yep, I think I had that. I think I just had a bag. My wife brought me a bag home the other day, actually, like a couple weeks ago. She was on a trip. Okay, Steph. Somewhere. Big quiz here. Look at the words. Where do you think it came from? What are the two? If if we're going to say that this was a cultivar, which it is, what do you mm-hmm. think are the two varieties that it might have come from? Pacamora. Hmm. I know at least Pacus. Yeah. So Pacus and then mm. Mara. Catamora? I don't know what else would have made the other Margo half Hipe. of that word. Margohipe. Margohipe. Ah. I was looking at the second half of the word. Ah. Ah. Uh, no, that's, yeah, yeah, I see what you're doing there. So, yes, it was actually uh, Margo Hipe or 
the older version of Kenneth, who would have called it Markagype. Um, <laughs> why can't everybody just name everything after Latin terms? Can't, why can't that just be a universal uh, practice? Yeah. yeah, that would make more just sense. Just like the medical so this, world. Yes. So this one was created <laughs> in El Salvador in 1958 uh, because it has the Margohipe variety in there. It has large leaves. It's a large tree. The seeds themselves are large. And it can be a good... It can be a good coffee, period, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, fruity, chocolate. Uh, there are some reports of like a, sometimes you can get like an oniony note, but I've also heard that described as like a spicy or a peppery note, which when they say it like that, it's mm-hmm. not, they're not saying it in an offensive way, cool. whereas uh, when some people describe it as an onion-type note, it would be a something you wouldn't want Negative, yeah. Yeah, in the coffee. I'm definitely, I lean more towards the fruity side, but I, I do enjoy a good spice, peppery yeah. cup every once in a while. Yeah, I do too, depends. for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about another one of the big ones. You ready? This is a good one. Yeah. Why don't you take it, Kenneth, but uh, it's, it's a good one. We could sit here and talk about this one all day. Okay. So, Gesha, especially in today's world. Yeah, Gesha or Gisha. So, from this point on, well, I'll say this. People say it both ways. So they say Gesha and they say Gisha. It is spelled both ways, Gesha or Gisha. Uh, from this point on in this show today, we're just going to say Gesha. So this was probably named from a town in Ethiopia or a region in Ethiopia, and it was popularized by Hacienda Lies Merelda in Panama. It's a long way away from Ethiopia, but... Correct, and they probably got it, or Panama in general probably got it from Costa Rica. Costa Rica probably got it from Ethiopia, and it is fruity and floral. You get jasmine notes, lavender notes, and on the farmer side, it's quite susceptible to leaf rust and to climate change, but... It blows away every coffee in every competition there is. It has won, at least in the most recent times. Yeah, won, I'd say the last 10, 20 years. Yeah, it has won tons of awards, plenty of cups of excellence, plenty of, um, you know, awards all over. A lot of, you see it a lot used in coffee competitions, mm-hmm. like people that are doing pour overs and other things. Uh, and, and, and it can get expensive. We talk about coffee, and uh, yeah. it's almost like real bourbon. It yeah. can, uh, you know, it's it's it can get expensive. I know you and I, I think you and I split a we bag do. of yeah, just about a, every Christmas. Yeah, there's a subscription that I do that is a Gesha box, and it has four small servings of four different Gesha varieties on four different farms, or they it might be the same farm. And they had like two different processing methods, a wash process and a natural process. And so usually you can get, with the one that I get from from those four little bags, each bag you might be able to get three to four cups, like 20 gram cups of coffee out of. So we'll say 80 grams per bag. And so yes, usually I'll get it and then split it um, with Stefan at Christmas. Steph, if you were closer, That's I'd right. get you some. But <laughs> Too it, bad. And and to me it's one of those things. It definitely tastes amazing. It now, does. if if my wife tried that compared to just say maybe even our Zambia or even our like some other Ethiopian coffee that we may have there, 
um, she probably couldn't tell the difference between the two. Right. And that's not knocking her uh, senses. It's it's just, uh, yes, sometimes it takes coffee people Correct. to and be able to It's just like the bourbon thing. Yeah. People who are into bourbon or into wine, they can probably tell the difference between different types. But, yes. Yeah. So that that's a good one. Have you had that one, Steph? Um, yes. I think that I have ha- been able to try that. My uncle, he was trying different coffees. He tried ours, of course, and um, he likes to try a little bit of everything, and he had some of that. So that was something I was able to get my hands on, luckily. Cool. Um, okay, so I'm going to run through fairly quickly some of the other ones that are out there that you may run into. Um, and there's still tons out there but hopefully we have hit yeah, some of the major ones major ones we're only scratching the surface right uh, there's ones. kent that is typica typica or close to typica there's k7 which is similar to katawa and these are those two are mostly seen in tanzania but you can see them in other places and they have a good balance of sweet and chocolate some other interesting ones colombia has a strain called Columbia. Um, I don't think I have ever tried it. There's one that's called Ruru 11. It's R-U-I-R-U 11, and that is a SL28 and a Catamore. Oh, it's a cultivar from... Okay, so, all right. That is probably one I would try. I said I wouldn't try anything that was related to Robusta or Timor, but this is Catamore and SL28, so... I don't know. I may, I may, if if that if I come across that one sometime, I may try it. Ateng, A T E N G. This is one that was developed in Indonesia. Castillo is one that you will see. Mm-hmm. Um, it has citrus and tangy notes with a soft, sweet body. IH ninety is one that was developed in Honduras and has like a zesty, citrusy type. Um, flavor to it so i have not had ih90 so um yeah if anybody out there wants to just just send us some ih90 then uh if there's any if there's any uh supplier you know any uh any suppliers out there that want to shoot us some samples of some maybe some of these things we'd love to sample roast them and yeah and try them out yeah yeah absolutely and i saved the best well it's not the best but i saved one interesting one of the one of the um, kind of up-and-comers, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, for the end. And I, I feel bad because I know what's about to come, and I, I unfortunately missed this. I was not available. It's really good. So, whoosh, whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh. It's just, it, first name. of all, it's, yeah, it's so great to say. <laughs> it's like, have you tried that whoosh, whoosh? You know, it's like Gesha. Like, how do they come up with these? We have some SL28 shirts and some other random shirts, Typica shirts. We need to get some whoosh whoosh yeah. shirts now. Yeah, and just like bust up into places and people be like, what the heck is that? Yeah. I didn't think I heard I, it right whenever I first heard it. Uh, the guy had to repeat it twice. And then yeah. Dr. T had to look at me and say, it's whoosh whoosh. He's really saying yeah. it. Yeah, whoosh whoosh. Yeah. And so with whoosh whoosh, whoosh it's one of those heirlooms coming out of Ethiopia. And you're going to get strawberry jam, juniper, and sage. Oh, sounds so amazing. It is. I hate that I missed it. It is amazing. Like, I don't know if I would rank it with some of the best guests I've ever had, mm-hmm. but it is it is up there with or above SL28. 
So if I had to rank my own, um, I would rank as far as the best out there for me. It would, of course, be Gesha, and then probably Wish Wish, and then probably SL28. And a lot of those others are really great. I mean, they really are. But if if you're, those are like your really standout ones. How about y'all? Y'all got any final takes before we let these one on ers go? I think I'm good. I, I kind of agree with you on those. I, and it's it's really interesting to hear about these varieties and the cultivars and what a varietal is and all those different things, and and to really start understanding how this you know affects the beverage that you drink in the morning. Definitely uh, made an effect on what I'm going to be looking for as far as, you know, what's on a bag, but what's on a bag may not have all of the details that we talked about. Of course, you know, we talked about so much, but I'm going to be looking for that Ruru 11 that you were talking about. Yeah. Trying to see what I can find that's got that in it and try that. That seemed pretty interesting with that SL28 and the Catamore in it. Seems interesting. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm Kenneth Thomas and was joined today in the studio by Stefan Tribble and Steph Parsons, two of my coffee friends. And I just want to thank you all for listening. And I am actually going to hand it over to Stefan here. He doesn't know it yet. <laughs> and I am going to let him do the outro. So take it away, Stefan. Well, I'm Stefan Tribble, here with Kenneth. we got a couple things we need to say here, too. Glad to hear here on the show with Steph. We definitely thank you for listening. We want you to follow along. Leave us a review. Let let you know if you, if you leave us a review, leave us a comment in there about something. We go through and read every single review on this podcast. We will read it, comment on it, and it may even come up in a future episode. So leave us a review. Give us a, a, a you know, a five-star rating there follow us on social instagram twitter all those links are down in the show notes look us up at umblecoffee.com you know what just check it out it's awesome now you've been listening to coffee 101 i look forward to being with you on the next show now go out into the world and make some great coffee see Stefan, i put him on the spot <laughs> and he did it y'all yeah so one of the out there thank y'all for listening peace out we'll see y'all next time